The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Why is shame such a powerful emotion? How does it affect us mentally, physically, emotionally. I'm Nadia Davis. I'm a mom, author, attorney, and kundalini yoga teacher who has experienced public shaming that brought me to my knees. On this podcast, I'm going to tell you how I'm living the work taking shame out of the shadows. I'll give you real life advice and skills to take away with you throughout your day. You'll hear from powerful guests who have overcome trauma and emerged stronger than ever. You too can ban the shame within and around you. Join me. You are not alone. Hi guys. Nadia here and welcome home. Welcome to Home is Within You where we drag shame out of the shadows and we transform it into power. One of the biggest blessings of recovery from trauma and addiction is definitely being able to be a more present parent and pass down learnings to my children. Now, that sounds all nice and like literal, but what do I mean by that? I'm going to start a series of story time from parents for parents in recovery. Recovery from any freaking thing that you can think of. A prior relationship, uh, yesterday, <laughs> addiction, mental health, trauma, a move, a loss, whatever it might be, an injury. We all need and deserve a safe place to share, cry, and be vulnerable. And if you can't find that place outside you, there is a place within, and I call it home. And the beauty of creating a home within is that it's so amazingly awesome to be present as a mother in my life today in a different way, in a way that doesn't just look at everything right in front of me, doesn't just stay limited in my mind. Having a home within means I'm doing my best to stay aware of what I call attack thoughts, inspired by A Course in Miracles, mainly fear and judgment-based thoughts that come in and they just kind of 
you know, make me fluttered, make me feel anxious, make me feel like I have to figure everything out right away. And what I learned, mine can get pretty severe due to trauma. And it happens in this unconscious way that I had to do a ton of work to become aware of all of my kind of core wounds through trauma therapy that now knowing I'm aware of these, I can see how so many of my thoughts, all my thoughts are, are really based on them. One of them being just a fear of abandonment, a fear of rejection. Now, I think that that is something that so many of us share. Again, it's not a literal thought, but it's basically like we wake up in the morning and we feel good or we feel okay or we feel bad, whether we're sufficiently or adequately to our standards meeting certain roles and identities that make us feel a purpose. And so if we're on the lower end of our personal satisfaction or that of others, it gets into this fear. And it really is fear of losing love, of losing purpose. And it all comes down to this core fear of abandonment. I'm going to be doing a series on core wounds in the solo podcast to help you with relating to the past. I will share excerpts from the book, and then I'll share how they come up today through stories. But in addition to that, I am starting story time. From parents for parents in recovery. Okay. And so today I had really, really, really cool experiences over the last month. And I like to write these down, and definitely there will be a book too, but time is limited. And so I like to put them in newsletters. Please sign up for it, www.nadia-davis.com, where you can also get a free band shame tip sheet and get the audiobook. But I'm encouraging you to please share your parenting moment stories where learning from the past was brought into today. If you reach me and share it, I will send you a personally signed copy of Home is Within You. It would be awesome to create the story time for parents, from parents, more and more, because there isn't really a lot out there for parents in recovery. Oftentimes, we find it hard to get to meetings because of childcare or lack thereof. Oftentimes, you know, we have other partners or the system that is adding layers upon layers of outside to-dos, classes, and things of that sort, and it's really hard to focus on our own healing and recovery. And the book talks about a lot of that. It is definitely an advocacy for parental autonomy and keeping families together, but we have to start within ourselves. We have to start creating safety and calm within ourselves. When we do that, We can stand tall in a courtroom. We can look our children in the eyes and have these precious moments of learnings where something from 
our 12-step work, our therapy, trauma or not, our spiritual journey, whether it's yoga or breath work or connecting more with nature, where all of that personal growth becomes a plentitude of ways to better parent our children. And what a blessing. That is like true generational trauma prevention at its finest. And even with all the memories we may wish we could erase, all of the maybe judgments or understandings in our children's head that make it difficult for them to look up to us perhaps for guidance, we can still be in our truth and more and more build that faith in us, build that connection with them. My story is absolutely a testament to that. And I find the challenge of, of motherhood and using my self-awareness, my journey, more and more in parenting moments. And I'm telling you, it can, it can really, 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 really be a source of inspiration for you and really, truly resolve in a lot of the outside things resolving. But it takes daily dedication. And so I'm going to share some stories about, you know, I'm going to share some stories that will motivate you to just set aside that time every day for your own, your own spiritual connection, your own putting your mind in place, and your own practices to keep shame in check, as well as to protect yourself from outside shaming. Spiritual yearning and learnings can come from many things, but I can tell you returning to a connection is what saved me from my own shame and public shaming. It is what returned me to the only truth that matters, which is that we are infinite beings, whole, divine, and complete in our truest self. Nothing has changed that. Nothing anybody has said or done, including ourselves, has changed that. No court order, no divorce, no sentence. Nothing has changed that. And so when we can recognize how our thoughts separate us from that grounding in truth, and we are connected to our true self, we can embrace what is the basis of a bigger perspective on life. In 12-step recovery, we call it a higher power. We call it our spiritual consciousness. I am a Hashemim, or one annual band of Mission Indians, and a bit Navajo through my father. And so heritage and observing my father played a symbolic thing in my life in terms of something beyond me. So think about what that could be in your life. Someone, something that just makes you think about something beyond your own body and mind. In the book, I explain my father's heritage story and how I felt 
just an inkling to my ancestors. Again, something beyond the present time and space, just thinking beyond what was right here, right in front of me. It was back there in my mind. My father, in so many ways, was my hero. And I believe it's because he taught and he was unconditional love. An orphan field worker, a janitor who became one of the first Spanish-speaking attorneys in California and ended up working to build bridges between political parties and different groups and sectors on issues of civil rights, voting rights, and so much more. He was a big, big, big um, encourager of Latino students reaching college dreams and dreaming big. And when he abruptly passed, it was devastating to me because there was no warning signs. There was absolutely no preparation as he had a heart attack playing basketball at the beginning of my second year of law school. And when he died, because he symbolized unconditional love and connection to something beyond my body and mind, I struggled because I hadn't nurtured those enough. I mean, I grew up Catholic and I had an understanding of a God, but it was separate from me. I didn't have like that connection within myself of my true self. And then I had a near-death car accident a few years after he passed. I had 22 broken bones, a punctured lung, my brain bled, and I was not breathing when they found me. And in that experience, I was in that home within. Time is definitely not linear and past, present, and future all combined. You can't really describe it, but it's an overall feeling that everything makes sense. Everything makes sense. Uh, just infinite peace and existence, everything connected. And I wanted to stay. I would have stayed. And another's breath was forced inside me and a thump of my heart was heard again. And I returned to a body that would struggle for years to survive. All of that is explained in the book. But what I experienced then, I had to build a roadmap back to that. And it took a couple of decades. And I know, I know that you can too. A connection to something beyond your immediate body and thoughts and mind. For me, not having that or not nurturing it, I filled that hole through drinking. Then eventually drugs, uh, intimate relationship that was intense. I was seeking unconditional love by giving unconditional love and did not see all the warning signs of this person's plan to blackmail and 
sabotage my life and my family's. In my naivety and selfishness, so desperate, having not addressed my childhood trauma, so lonely, having entered an emotionally distant marriage, that was how I dealt with this hole. And after being violently assaulted, the journey of recovery began. Yet that recovery, that addiction, those mental health struggles were publicly shamed. And my recovery became part of a scandalous story in the media. Void of explaining the human struggle, the spiritual need and journey, the mental health struggles. And it took me a really long time to connect back to that only truth that matters. Slowly but surely, trauma work, step work, kundalini yoga, and the power of breath work, I was able to return to the truth, my true self. I was able to see that nothing that had happened outside me changed that truth. And also, what Priya Jane, if you haven't listened to her interviews, please check out those prior episodes. My spiritual mentor, we know that anything we do in our satnam, our true self, has no shame. So I know in this longing for unconditional love and my giving unconditional love to another, I was in my quote unquote heart. And in my satnam, believing in love, I don't have shame about giving unconditional love to the man that blackmailed me and almost killed me. Now, there is a learning from that now today, a learning that my psychological conditions were blocking me from the signs. So how, how are we going to protect that satnam? protect that truth. And in Kundalini Yoga, I have worked to increase that negative mind. But that is my journey. That was my journey of trauma and addiction recovery, returning to a home within. All of those learnings and blessings are in the book, but all of them, all of them come up daily, constantly as a mother. And we need to share, as parents in recovery, those moments so as to inspire other parents that may be starting their healing or sobriety journey now, that may be so buried and shaming from others, they don't know where to start. I hope that these stories provide you with some inspiration And I really hope that you share yours. Again, email me, www.nadia-davis.com is the website, and you can email me through that. Or you can download the Mind-Body-Spirit app and use the open mic tab. Today, you are going to hear the story of the bear dance and the biggest star. A friend invited us 
to what is called the Bear Dance. It was a different tribe, and it's at the San Pedro Cultural Center, and I know this gentleman through the program, an older gentleman, and we connected in our shares during meetings and just a really um, beautiful human being who really strives, really lives in this spiritual connection, someone I trust. And so he let me know about it, and I was very excited to bring my sons. Now, this was shortly before Halloween, and one of the twins, you know, wanted to wear his costume there. This is a formal bear dance ceremony from a local tribe. So knowing it wasn't appropriate, I kind of negotiated with him that he could wear it in the car on the way there. And it's kind of pretty funny, the photos of him wearing it on the way there and rolling down the window and making people be surprised. It was, it was hilarious as we're on the way to this formal bear dance. So after we got there, it was a long wait. And luckily, we were able to find seats in the front of this circle where in the middle was a fire pit. And there were many, many people there. And so as we're waiting the long time, um, the other twin, he wanted to leave. And Elijah, the twin who wanted to wear the costume, had taken it off in the car. He had this feeling in him. He was being pulled toward the energy that was there. And he really wanted to stay. So this is a typical twin mom experience where, or, or mom experience with two kids. One wants to do something. The other one wants to do another thing. And I was doing my best and had snacks and kind of was, you know, pulling minutes out of Harrison. And he kind of, he got, you know, annoyed and upset and mad. And finally, um, they, st- they spoke about a man came out and he spoke about what the purpose of the bear dance was. And it fascinated both of them. So he said to all the people, and there was like probably 150, maybe more. He said, think of what you want the bear to carry off and away for you. What worry, concern, personal or for another, and then explained that we would be given tobacco, that we would then offer the fire, offer the bears, after releasing that worry or concern or issue to the bears when they were dancing. The bears would slowly come up to us and we were to touch them and and they would take it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And so Elijah is not the patient type. 
He waited and encouraged his brother Harrison to wait for what was at least an hour and a half, maybe two. As circles, as individuals lined up in in a line and then filled the circle about 30 at a time, the ceremony, we were observing the ceremony each time, and then another 30 would come in. And each ceremony, you know, was at least 20 minutes. And so they're observing this and their interest peaks. There's this back and forth of, you know, should we go? Should we stay? There's, you know, comments, uh, this isn't what I expected. And, and so eventually we did get in. We did it. And I did not know exactly what each of them had decided to let go of. But for some reason or another, they had a calling, they had a longing towards the symbolism of a strong bear to do it on their behalf. And it was kind of like I needed my father spirit to be there. I needed my father in my life to be there to do it for me, a human being to consult with about life's decisions, a, a bear of a man to know was simply just in this physical life, protecting me, guiding me. And through those two things, taking away a worry. It is my father spirit that I connected with in my recovery. And in every morning meditation and at night, I begin by closing my eyes and breathing and envisioning the last time I ever saw my father and embrace where he put his hand behind my head and I lay my cheek on, on his chest and he just spoke to me. Connecting with my father's spirit leads me into the portal of connection with what I experienced in a near-death accident. It is only that that saved my life and put everything in my mind in check, that puts everything in my mind in check. The boys went in, and in fact, they touched the bear, they put the tobacco in the fire, and they ended up dancing in a circle with other children, holding on to the bear's back, men in the bear skin. They went around in a circle several times. They knew my father was native. Little reminders all over our home, our feathers and pictures. But I had never taken them to a formal ceremony other than when they were in my belly and they had a, a blessing. This was their first experience. 
And as the ceremony closed and they were in another realm and we walked to the car and drove home, I had such gratitude in my heart that they had experienced this. An infinite way of connecting and healing that is beyond simply trying to figure out life in our body and mind. Now they are aware of prayer, of quote unquote God, but personally, this is the way of teaching them that they are, they are with God, the creator all the time. The next day, Harrison drew a picture of the ceremony. And right there in the picture, to my wonderful surprise, was the Opie tree, named. The Opie tree was not mentioned to him on the drive, during the ceremony, after. The Opie tree is three blocks from our home that we walk to. And it is named after my father, their Opa, someone that they never met. Harrison connected the two experiences, the symbolism of the tree and my father's spirit, the non-physical connection to something and life, spirit, love in another realm. He in his heart and soul, connected Opie's spirit with this learning of this infinite healing source in the bear dance. It's a perspective beyond, again, our limited mind and just what is in front of us or in our head. This is what I needed to remember and learn on my road to recovery, like I said. We are infinite spirits, whole, divine, and complete, and not the tabloid, not the sentence, not anything anyone has said or done. I did not have this nurtured much as a child, but I watched it in my father's unconditional love and practices. And so today I commit to teaching my children more about infinite life. The lesson is, as a parent in recovery, we can teach our little ones the meaning of spiritual connection to something beyond this life through our own daily practices and exposures. They say a lot to our kids. They do. Whether it's saying a prayer, readings, a mantra, home is within you, or such unique ceremonies like the bear dance, or naming a plant, naming a sea, naming a flower, something, a candle, after a loved one that has passed that perhaps your children haven't met, or somebody alive that may pass before them. That truly 
is faith in the energy, is faith and sharing of your spiritual connection and healing with your children. There are so many opportunities all the time to do this. I would love to hear definitely from you again. So please share it if you have any of these types of stories. Story number two is called The Biggest Star. The other day, literally yesterday, when driving home from school, Eli suddenly asked, what is the biggest star in our galaxy? Or our universe, he said. I mean, our universe. And so driving, I pressed the Siri button and I asked Siri. And to my surprise, she she responded immediately. And it was a weird name and massively huge, you know, the number of miles, like in the billions. And um, I immediately thought, oh, I'm going to call their older brother. Their older brother, Diego, who's 20, who's studying astrophysics at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, answered. And I told him what we were talking about. And he explained in his simple yet profound way with his physics three brain, how the known stars are measured. So he said there's unknown, there's known, there's yet to be known. And I reiterated to the boys, you see every star that is out there in the sky at night? That is possibly a whole nother galaxy such as ours. Our sun is a star to all of those out there when they look at it. That is how infinite the universe is. Now, Diego is studying all of this, and he knows in literal ways how limited our knowledge is of the universe. To have him put it in hands-on, everyday words was really cool for the boys. It's a, a first step kind of level to, to, you know, sciences, to thinking of how huge and massive the world is. And so Diego said, you know, we have only explored those we know. And there's so much out there in the infinite universe beyond our galaxy we don't know. And so then he explained the measuring system for big, bright stars. And he made them laugh because he said it's O-B-A-F-G-K-M. And if I can remember this acronym correctly, it was like something about like kiss me only because, I don't know, it was, I forget it right now, but it was like something girl kiss me. So I'll have to get back to you on that. But then he went on to explain, our sun is mid-sized. And the O represents the biggest class of stars. And then he said the cool fact that red isn't the hottest. It's actually the smallest stars, contrary to what we think. We think of hot, hottest as red. He said that blue 
are the largest. So when they're observing stars that they're actually blue, they like to see blue. They know that they're amongst the largest. Then Eli said, well, we don't know what's in black holes. We don't know what's in black holes. And so it got him thinking about what on earth is out there. That is mindfulness. That builds mindfulness. That builds at least putting our mind in check, just connecting with the science of it all. So Diego said, well, stars die and collapse into themselves and those are black holes and we don't really know what's in it, but it's dark as far as we know. Everything outside it is winning by light. So if the stuff wasn't compressed, it was basically shot out. And he explained that that is named a supernova and stardust. So then I said, that's where we come from. We are stardust. And Diego, in his magically scientific way, said, yes, every element that is in stardust is the components that make human life, are the components that make us light, energy, the elements. We are light. We are stardust. And therein, they began pondering, thinking, thinking of an existence beyond their limited mind and thoughts. There's that perspective or there's waking up and only being in our mind, running to stand still, trying to figure everything out. I loved this moment. I loved it. Now, Diego has read Home is Within You, a memoir of recovery and redemption, and he is familiar with this book excerpt that I'm going to read right now. I really encourage you to get the audiobook and to please, please send me an email with your story. I would love to interview you also, but I will share your story. Okay? Nadia Davis home within you at gmail.com n-a-d-i-a-d-a-v-i-s period h-o-m-e-w-i-t-h-i-n y-o-u at gmail.com here you get an excerpt that relates completely to all of this chapter 13 dear son you are not mere dna Science is beyond fascinating and inspiring, yet can appear calculated and confined. Curiosity is fed by and answers are found in countless discoveries and explorations. But many place science on the opposing end of spirituality. I just see spirituality, science, and physics as best friends. I think of science as the study, exploration, and discovery of the things, quote-unquote, it made, and more. 
I think of physics as the beautiful use of formulas, methods, and principles to understand, explain, and predict the things it made and when. Spirituality is just acknowledging and connecting to it, the infinite source behind it all, that science and physics can't explain. Today, one of my absolute favorite things is listening to Diego talk about anything astrophysics and science related. I stand in awe of his curiosity, questions, and knowledge about physical matter, how and why certain life is supported, and where. While working on his college applications together, he said, Mom, maybe there is another blueprint for life existing in our galaxy. Maybe we are limiting ourselves with a silly, narrow formula for what itself life is. Maybe we're looking in erroneous ways with the wrong tools and incorrect goals in mind. Maybe indeed, dear son, I don't know, but you'll be leading the way in those endeavors soon. And I do know the answers are not found in mere DNA. Dear son, oh, how I prayed for the days your soul came calling. How I longed for your glorious beauty to shine light all around us. And so, with two different parts mixed together, we made, quote-unquote, you, with the help of others. But think about it. Did we? Did they? What caused the egg and sperm to join together? What caused your heart to beat? What is behind the biological answer? If the heartbeat is triggered by electrical impulses that travel down a special pathway we've named the sinoatrial mode, a small bundle of cells located in the right atrium, what triggered the electrical impulse, the energy? Where does that come from? You can refer to any biological, scientific, or physics data we have, but the answer still remains, what is that source of energy? With every form of life, what dictated the essential Goldilocks state? It most certainly wasn't me, nor the doctor, nor IVF. You were not merely DNA in a healthy A-plus rated zygote. The you I know is so much more. Your satnam, your true self. You are the infinite being I saw when I died and visited the angels. Love, mommy. So I wrote the book several years ago, and it was self-published in late 2021 and then got a couple of awards and was acquired by Girl Friday Books and re-released this past April 2023. And it has been a beautiful ride. Amazing. That's just one small part of it. But the reading exemplifies how Indeed, what I wrote there for my oldest son, that he is not mere DNA, that he comes from an energy and a light and that stardust that he was then explaining to his little brothers exactly matches what I wrote back then. The twins are almost eight. They have not read that passage. 
But what a beautiful, beautiful moment and opportunity it was to reiterate to them that they are indeed an infinite soul, whole, divine, and complete that came from an infinite source of light, love, warmth, and energy, the stardust. I hope that they remember that short conversation. I hope there are more moments when the oldest astrophysicist's son explains the relationship like this between science, physics, and spirituality. These are the blessings and promises of the program that indeed come true. I didn't create that opportunity necessarily directly, but connection with something beyond me in a home within did. I'm sending a load of warm hugs. Keep on keeping on on your journey to create a home within you. Go to the website and get a free mantra ban shame tip sheet to keep with you this holiday season. www.nadia-davis.com Download the Mind Body Spirit app, press open mic, and please leave me your parenting story so other parents know that they are not alone. Sending warm hugs. Bye. Of a flame that never dies. You are not alone. If you are dealing with shame and trauma, please reach out to me through my website, nadia-davis.com. You can get a free band shame tip sheet and find out about upcoming events. I'd love it if you picked up my book, Home is Within You, wherever books are sold. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, leave a review, and make sure to follow me on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sending warm hugs. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.